0: Go anywhere unless you want to. It's the Ron and Don Show, starring Ron and Don and sometimes me at RonandDon.com. Hey, you guys, what's going on? Welcome to episode 464 now of The Ron and Don Show. And yeah, we are live from the Lush Love Studios. What
1: is up, Ron and Don Nation?
0: Hey, coming up uh, on The Ron and Don Show, we're going to talk about why we should all be eating together. Very important. And also, Prince William. Getting ready to visit the United States. Will he go see his brother? And will the United Kingdom and the new king, so weird to have a king, you guys. Will they start really dealing with the things that I think a lot of us want to talk about? And that's about all the colony building that the UK participated in over the years and the damage it caused. In fact, in Egypt right now, they want one of their artifacts back and I'll tell you which artifact it is and should they give it back. Before we get to that though, let's get to this. A lot of us have been reading about what's been happening in the LA City Council is you have a number of council members now, they're sitting down. There's a recording that was released, I think it happened about a year ago, where three of the council members were talking with some labor leaders and the next thing you know, they started disparaging everyone on the council, including a white council member who has a young African-American boy that he has adopted and he's raising, and as a result of that, one of the council members who is not white uh, had a lot to say about the way that he basically uses his son as a prop. You can tell this council member... Uh, who I believe is Hispanic, last name Martinez, usually Hispanic, grew up a lot of, around a lot of Martinez in New Mexico. Uh, she has some real feelings about everybody. Anyway, she's been forced to step down. And Ron, here is the interesting thing about this: is all these council members, once they get into that seat of power, and all politicians do this, they were talking with the labor leader about changing not only election laws, but election lines that we call gerrymandering. And why this has been allowed to go on for so long, it's one of the reasons why in the Senate, did you know that if you hold a Senate seat and you run again, you have a 94% chance of holding that seat because of all the gerrymandering that goes on. Anyway, here's the big head-scratcher on that LA City Council, though. Because we always talk about we want a council that looks like us. It kind of looks like us. They have black people on the council. Uh, They have Hispanic people on the council. They have gay people on the council. They have men on the council, women on the council. A lot of times when you heard a lot of these conversations happening, and this was something that was taped and then leaked, I wonder who taped it and leaked it. Isn't that interesting? Usually it is very powerful white men that are talking about other people that are people of color this is very very different ron and what say you and do you have any strong feelings about it how does la go forward from here because there's a number of city council members now that former council members some are in jail some are facing jail uh this has been a real ragtag group for quite some time
1: this is such a fascinating story because as you said the the race of these people comes into play uh she was not just on the city council this woman's the president of the city council and i believe is the first hispanic woman to be uh to rise to that post as the as the president of of the city council and in the comments she said you can go look up the comments if you need to hear them with your own ears absolutely deplorable Um, and she should be forced to resign and she should be out of that post you don't want those kind of attitudes you
0: can't can't force someone to resign on the LA City Council so they're they're talking about and and, and she ended up she she resigned and then she said I'm going to take a leave of absence and when she saw the leave of absence wasn't going to work out because all the people that were showing up at the council meetings and shouting everyone down for four hours and just saying hey until all three of these people resign we're going to show up every day and we're going to shout you guys down sorry to interrupt I shouted (laughs)
1: this is uh i mean this continues to be the the issue of our day that that race relations and racism and racial superiority is so baked into our culture um that we just continue to need to weed it out and continue to move it forward. It's interesting. I, I recently went to, uh, to kill a mockingbird is playing right now in Seattle. And it's actually uh John boy from the Waltons plays Atticus Finch. And, and he was great in the play.
0: Rob Thomas,
1: Rob, Rob Thomas. Yeah. He was fantastic. Wow. Uh, and so uh, I, I think it's only here for a few more days, but if you, if you have a chance to see it, it was fantastic. Um, but, I'm watching this play and the screenplay's by Aaron Sorkin, so he sort of updated it. There's some things in there that you can tell Aaron Sorkin is sort of trying to make more contemporary. But this is a book that's probably over 50 years old from Harper Lee. She writes the classic American novel in her first time out as a published author becomes, you know, a required reading for every high schooler. It uh, turns into a movie with uh, Gregory Peck back in the day and now it's now it's this traveling play. And so it's set in, I believe, Mobile, Alabama in the 30s, maybe. Yeah, I know and it was
0: written in 1960. So
1: the, the the play is set in the South in the 60s. And you watch this thing and go, this could be today. This could be 2022, uh, where you have these racial attitudes. Um, it, it just is such a stark relief for me to go, wow change some of the character names change some of the settings take it from mobile alabama to los angeles change the racist character from this drunk father to a la city council member and the attitudes are the same the underlying sentiment is the same is my tribe is better than your tribe uh my i'm superior to you for these reasons you, you are. I'm going to make you into a non-human uh, and disparage you so that I can feel better about my own insecurities. Like we still have a long ways to go in America uh, to unravel a lot of these things, and the tribalism, and the anger, and the resentment, and the feeling like you know you're ripping me off, you're taking what's what's mine away from me. Uh, we need to grapple with that, and I think publicly calling out people. Uh, that are in positions of power to say no, you don't get to do that. You you don't get to do that is the right thing to do. You know, as Martin Luther King always said, the you know the arc of justice uh, is moving in a positive direction. I, I'm misquoting him there, but it sure has taken a long time. When you watch the the play production of To Kill a Mockingbird and go, wow, this is within a human lifetime. We're still dealing with these ignorant takes on on race in america
0: yeah and i think it was richard thomas i called i think rob thomas is the lead singer of matchbox, matchbox 20 right richard,
1: <laughs> richard thomas john boy
0: yeah anyway yeah and that was based on a true story i mean uh, i remember reading that book growing up and for harper lee that was based on her father and her brother and and what she faced in the south and and i have to say living in the south living in dallas living in new orleans uh wow even living in chicago it's it it is amazing. And then we've lived in L.A., San Francisco, here in Seattle, Phoenix, uh, Grand Rapids, other places. And, and I have to say that that through line of baked in racism, it presents itself differently. It presents itself very differently in other pockets of the country. Like like here in, in, in Seattle, a lot of it kind of hides in the shadows or even in L.A. In L.A., this is hiding in the shadows, Right. We thought we were in good hands cuz when you look at this we say hey here's here's a here's a council that kind of looks like us. But then what we find out it's a council that may look like us.
1: But when the doors are closed it comes out.
0: Yeah, but it but it but it sounds like everybody else in the way it has sounded here for for decades and now centuries. We will see you on the other side of this.
1: Hey, it's Ron and Don here for our partners for over a decade, Les Schwab. And you know what? Winter is on the way. I hate to say that, but winter is on the way. It might not feel like it right now. It is right around the corner. So if you have designs like I do, I bought my Epic Pass. I want to go skiing this year. You've got to make sure your tires are on point and that's what Les Schwab is all about so right now they're doing their fall tire sale you can save up to $200 on a set of four select tires with Les Schwab financing just in time for winter driving schedule your appointment right now online at leschwab.com that's Les Schwab tires where they've been doing the right thing since 1952
0: When Seattle nonprofit Plymouth Healing Communities decided to sell one of their group homes for the mentally ill and homeless, board member Catherine Walker turned to Ron and Don. It was a complicated and delicate deal. They didn't want people traipsing in and out disturbing the residents. So instead of hanging a for sale sign, the guys turned to their deep network and found a buyer themselves it very quickly got to terms and we signed and that was that and then they followed through on everything to make this happen
1: and catherine says she was even more blown away by what ron and don did next they offered to
0: donate their commission it was incredible their generosity had a meaningful impact on the lives of 47 residents in our organization. Heart, soul, expertise. Catherine says all of that and more is what sets Ron and Don apart from other realtors. They did a great job and genuinely interested in helping us achieve our goals. They seemed truly service minded as opposed to kind of transaction minded. So whether you're selling or buying, take Katherine Walker's word and schedule your Ron and Don sit down today.
1: Sign up for the nation news at ronanddonradio.com. All
0: right, you guys, welcome back to the Ron and Don Show. We we're talking a little bit about race in America. Let's talk about things we see happening around the world. I think it's really interesting that Prince William's, Prince William is going to come with his wife. They're going to do kind of a North American tour. They're going to come to the United States. And usually, when a prince like it's it's not the Pope coming to America, but let's say when Queen, Queen Elizabeth came here, it was a big deal. I don't like her son at all. Prince Charles. Uh, I just don't
1: King Charles or what King Charles. The oh, third
0: can't say it can't
1: go look up King Charles II second and see what like his, him, what his, he started the slave trade in the, oh, okay. in, uh, in the UK. Yeah. So name yourself after him. Yeah. Anyway, what is your, what is your take?
0: Cause it, cause it seems like, uh, I'm cheering for Prince Harry and everybody is ripping into him and his wife. And I, I, I'm I'm cheering for him because it, it took when you think about and, and I think when I was younger and I went to the church and I was really baked in the church and had a lot of friends in the church and then when I walked away from the church boy nobody would speak to me I remember working out of Costco and church members would come up and they would not talk to me they would not it's very very interesting it was a very cultish evangelical thing that happens and I think sometimes it's the same with the firm it's the same with this monarchy and we still have monarchies all over the world, but none more powerful and none more rich through colonization than what we have seen in the United Kingdom. Do you think they're going to need to pivot here? Because, Ron, last time Prince William went out and was traveling around, uh, a lot of protesters showed up. This well, because he went
1: to Africa and did some really... Unself-aware activities.
0: Yeah, he allowed himself to be carried around by black people, which uh, did not go well. Uh, I don't know if he'll be doing that here in this country, but but doesn't there need to be some kind of mea culpa? Uh, and you think about the billions—seventy-seven billion dollars—is what that family is worth. And and I was looking up at some of their castles the other day on Zillow. <laughs> Look up Buckingham Palace on Zillow. Look at that number. And you know that that's not the real number. You know the number is so much more because it's so iconic. But then you think about what do they have to do to get the money to buy that castle, build that castle? Who built the castle? This could go on and on. But we have a similar thing going on here. We call it the White House, but should it be called the Black House? Because there's mostly black people that built the White House. And did they call it the White House trying to send a message? I don't know. Uh, that hasn't been talked about much, but we think about Valley Forge. George Washington didn't own any slaves, but his wife did. She owned 376 slaves, and then we find out, yeah, he owned slaves too. So, so uh, what? 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 Say you about the United Kingdom and colonization, and and I don't know. Does there need to be some kind of corrective step taken here?
1: Absolutely. It's so interesting to me that part of what gives this. Fire life is all the oxygen from the attention. You know, the fact that we talk about it and every media source will be covering this with bated breath, and you have people that woke up at three in the morning to watch the Queen's funeral here in the United States. This fascination and the amount of ink that's put towards it and television time that's put towards it gives it life. Uh, and if we all just collectively sort of ignored this, uh i wonder what would happen and the case in point that you brought up at the top of the show which is super interesting is egypt has said hey england how's about you give us the rosetta stone back because you guys plundered it when you came to colonize our area or you and i were in france and we 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 literally walked down the Champs Elysees around an egyptian obelisk it's in the middle of a traffic circle at that that's not french this this Egyptian hieroglyphic, you know, obelisk in the middle of the road. It was a status symbol to say, "Hey, look what we got from these conquered peoples! We, look, look how hard it was for us to bring this huge artifact back to France and to erect it in the middle of this traffic circle." Isn't this great in our British Museum to have this priceless artifact, where where we, in air quotes, uh, were able to crack the code on hieroglyphics? Egypt in my mind has a great point. How's about we go through the Louvre or the British museum and we take back the things that you just came to our country and took. You didn't ask for permission. You didn't give us uh, um, any sort of money for this. It wasn't for sale. You just came and took these things. They were
0: protecting them, Ron. That's what they're right. And
1: so like, uh, I would love it if King Charles and Prince William Why don't you do a press conference and say we're going to start selling off these artifacts and setting up a reparations account? Yeah, and from now because on- we built our wealth in the UK on slave labor. Yeah, that was the engine of the industrial revolution. It was the engine of the uh, colonization um, engine that, that worked in the UK and then was transferred to America. America, where did it get the ideas? for how we should set up the society from Europe. What was the engine of wealth in Europe? The slave trade. Who started that? Charles II. Like, go back and read a little history on how this happened. So for Charles to go, yeah, I want to be Charles III, it's like, really? You can choose any king name that you want, and you're going to choose Charles III?
0: Yeah, and then you're going to come out with your silly, ceremonial, fake medals, that you didn't earn all of them were fake medals i i do not get the fake medals at all what what is up with the fake medals the
1: two princes served in the military
0: i know but like everybody but 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 all those medals weren't earned in the military i got you and i have great respect for what they did i mean harry went to afghanistan his brother's been flying helicopters helicopter, and yeah. still does but most of the medals prince charles has he didn't earn any of those medals right. prince albert in a can he didn't earn those medals and, and Edward and all those, they didn't earn those medals. I think the best thing that, that, that King Charles would come out and do is say, don't call me king, I'm Chuck. This is not Prince William, this is, this is Will. This is Harry. My mom was Liz. Here's all the shit back. We will see you on the other side of this. Hey, you guys i'm sitting here with mitch weeks right now one of the great sponsors of the ron and don show he is a mortgage broker and you can find out more about him at mitch dot loans hey a really cool time to be creative when it comes to being a buyer and there's sellers right now that are stepping up and saying let me help the buyer by doing something called a buy down right
1: yeah, they are. And it's one of those things that's beneficial for both sides. Sellers give money up front for the buyers to buy down their rate and save money for the life of the loan. It's a really creative
0: solution, really working for a lot of people. Yeah, there's also something called a 2-1. What's a 2-1? A
1: 2-1 is where you get your rate bought down. 2% for the first year, 1% for the second year, and then after that, you're home-free in your current rate.
0: But it's great savings up front, and then you have a chance to refi over the next two years. Yeah, good news, good time to be a buyer, good time for sellers to be creative and help that buyer. And hey Mitch, you can help everyone. Uh, how do people reach out? Go to Mitch.loans, set up a meeting, and let's figure out a creative solution for you. Oh, you guys, welcome back to the Ron and Don show. By the way, if, if some of those artifacts are returned... I have a couple of real cheap Robert E Lee statues that, that we, <laughs> we can traded trade straight across yeah those those things are still sitting in New Orleans like out back of a grocery store or something The museums didn't even want them. so nonetheless uh, hey, before we get out of here, I think this this is this is really interesting. I was and I and I shared part of this story before. Uh, I want to talk about the importance of us all eating together. Uh, and if you're struggling with an anxiety, especially within your family, did you read this? Sometimes sitting down and, 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 sharing a meal is not only important to us, but especially if you have kids, it, we, I, I grew up around a dinner table and I don't have always great memories of being around the dinner table. Cause my father did some weird things at the dinner table that I'm not going to go into. Uh, I'll share them with you. Sometimes they were bizarre and we weren't allowed to whistle. We're not allowed to sing. And we're not to laugh at the dinner table. Those are the three things. Nice. So when my father ended up leaving my mother, the dinner table became very fun because we would sit around and we would sing and we would laugh and we would we we would whistle. I always also had to sit at the left side of him.
1: I've never seen you whistle. Because, because I don't think you yeah, can whistle. I always
0: had to sit at the left side of him because uh, he liked to correct me in the way that I ate. Because I, I still to this day, he didn't like the way that I cut my food, and I would carry. Uh, I put my knife, I guess, in the wrong hand, and so he would always correct me, sometimes to the point of slapping me in front of my face. So I don't have a lot of great memories about the dinner, dinner table until after he left, and then it became a lot of fun. The dinner table at my house, though, early on when I was always searching for a partner, I didn't realize how important the dinner table was. And then when I went through some, some therapy, my therapist told me, and I've shared this before, hey, stop waiting for a family. You got one. It's you. It's your son and Charlie. You got you got to do do family stuff. Go on family vacations. Do the stuff that families do. Stop waiting for the partner to come. On. And 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 so that's really in earnest where we started. Uh, and and my son sets the plates every night for the dinner. And sometimes we will sit and we always we say a prayer and we will watch something that we really want to watch together. Other times we will more formally set things up at the table. We do that a couple times a week. You were over and had a, a, a dinner with us not too long ago and we sat at the table. We light a family candle. We have some traditions and, and then we talk. Another thing that I do, and I have these in a box right here, and I'd share this uh, when I was at the Fran Nordstrom's gala, The other day, we are raising money for mental health at Children's Hospital, is on Fridays, I have a spoon, and I carry a spoon in my pocket. And the reason I carry a spoon in my pocket is it reminds me to take my son for ice cream. I do this twice a month. Why
1: why do you have golden spoons? On a
0: Friday, I'll tell you in a moment. So I, I had shared with people... Uh, there's about 300 people there and we raised, I think 350, $400,000 for mental health, which is really great. Women don't have a problem talking about mental health. Men really struggle with this because we haven't encouraged to go to, we haven't been encouraged to go to therapy. And once you do some of the breakthroughs that you can have in your life are really amazing. And so my son had asked me during, during COVID, and I've shared with you how my mental health was. And he said he learned that from a nurse at school when he had gone to see Nurse Joan, Joan, and he was having some, some issues with his knee. And then she asked him, she said, how's your mental health? And she told him the reason it, it's important to check in on our mental health. A lot of times we talk about our, our bumps and our bruises, but we don't talk about what's happening inside us. And so what we do is we go to Molly Moon. We have ice cream before dinner. I only had a scoop. And he has a scoop, and then we sit there and we talk about our mental health. and the And the reason that I have these spoons is they heard me talk about this at the uh, Fran Nordstrom gala, and they sent me these two spoons. Oh, nice! So one those spoon has spoons. my name on it. It's and the uh, other spoon has my son's name on it. It looks like a Tiffany box. Are yeah. Those Tiffany and, by, and by putting these spoons in my pocket, it reminds me on on that Friday. Take your son to Molly Moon's and check in on mental health because sometimes checking in on your mental health uh, can be fun, you guys. Any, anyway, some really great, important, strong research about the importance of sitting down, sharing a meal together. How do you handle this as is is, is a single guy? Because I know that, that you like to eat. I know you like to go for walks. I know that you have some really great connections with men and women in your life. Do do you see the importance of this?
1: Yeah, the one thing that I wanted to add, ask you about as a dad, they they sort of, if you read between the lines, they they talked about some parents schedule their child so much that the meal time is in between ballet class and go into a tutor and they'll like pack some food into a cooler in the van. And like, that's mealtime Shove down some food as we're going from one activity to the next, because I want you to be a high achiever. And they didn't come out and directly say this in the research, but the, the message was sort of like, maybe skip a couple of activities and your child will be better off. If you sit around a table and have a meal, that's number one I wanted to ask you about. And then to double barrel question this, the other one was like, Do not let your teenager grab their plate of food and go back into their room to eat. Like those two headlines to me, I was never allowed to do that. Like you could not take a plate of food off the dinner table and say, I'm going to eat in my room. That's become a big thing.
0: Yeah. Kids want boundaries. They're hungry for boundaries and they'll test those boundaries. And, and your job as a parent is to explain them where the boundaries are to enforce those boundaries. And then what happens when the boundaries aren't, aren't being enforced and that's going to help them be a great human when they get older. I've seen this time and time again, I look at some of my friends and I was a pretty good athlete in school, but also I was, I, I was a good student. But I was also very involved socially, involved in a lot of clubs, FCA, a lot of, a lot of different things. So I like to think that I was well-balanced. And, 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 and when I came out of high school, uh, it was easy for me to then kind of transition into life. For a lot of my friends that were just they, – they were activity and, 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 and really focused on sports – when that went away, when the dream to play college ball or something, because we all have an injury, but we're all going to go pro, right? Those are the stories we like to tell about ourselves. When that doesn't happen, I look back at a lot of my friends. They are still reliving the class of 1985, the El Dorado Eagles, when we used to play football. They're, they're still back there because that was the pinnacle right there. And, 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 and I think sometimes just pulling back uh, – you don't have to play 25 sports a year and you don't have to be in in all the pro traveling teams. Sometimes it's okay uh, just to sit around and have a little ice cream with your old man. And may I suggest the
1: scout mint chip. Oh, dude, salted caramel all day long. Oh, get out of here. Hey, you guys, thanks for
0: stopping by the Ron and Don Show. We really appreciate you. Yeah, and we appreciate the fact that you trust us. And it's one of the reasons why I think we have this great connection when it comes to being friends, broadcasters, and your real estate agents. This is the time of year where people are beginning to think about 2023. Ron, how are you seeing 2023 right now? Uh, and what would you encourage people to do If they're in a situation, because even though uh, interest rates are up a bit, life still happens, and you still have to buy and sell a home. So
1: Uh, we have strategies for that. Now is the time. If you're a buyer, now is your time. We just did a deal uh, for a client where we got the. We talked about this a couple weeks ago. We got a buy down from the seller uh, that saves our client two hundred and fifty dollars a month. Uh, on their mortgage payment. So there is creative things we can do. Uh, The opportunity is now. And I always like to say, life is still happening regardless of what the Fed is doing. So if you're in a position in life where you need to sell or you want to sell, reach out to your boys, Ron and Don. Uh, We'll get you a plan that's going to be a winner for you. You might have to adjust your expectations just a little bit, but we're going to get you a good result.
0: Yeah, and now's a great time to to buy a home because these homes have been sitting. And with the buy-down, you can buy down the interest rate for a couple of years and then when interest rates go back down, which I think they will, and end of 2023, end of 2024, that's when you step in, you refinance, and boom, you bought a great house or a great condo or great, uh, maybe a great townhouse somewhere or a great investment property. So anyway, if you need us, let's sit down, Ron and Don, sit Dot com. Head up, shoulders back. We'll see you next time. Or maybe I'll see you at Molly Moon's for some ice cream. We'll check in our mental health on a Friday. Yeah, you're listening to the Ron and Don Show all day on the Ron and Don Radio Network.
1: Now keep your head up and your shoulders back. And keep blowing that trumpet, and we'll see you next time. Only! Only. Only! Only. Only! Only on the Ron and Don Radio Network.